Welcome to episode two of the Docurated podcast. This is Alex Skorbansky, CEO of Docurated, and I'm joined by Infoblox's head of worldwide sales operations, Daniel West. Daniel has had a stellar career in sales operations and enablement, having previously created the function at Informatica and is one of the leading voices in the space. We rejoin the conversation with Daniel, explaining some of the tactics he uses to build a profile of sales enablement within the organization. I think fundamentally it comes down to the way that you define your vision, right? So, you know, at the outset, the the process that I typically take when I, you know, move into a role like this or when I join a, a new company is I spend, you know, the first X number of, of you know, days, weeks, um, really doing a, a lot of um, a lot of listening and talking to talking to other executives, uh, talking to you know both within sales and without, um, talking to uh, reps, talking to pre-sales, talking to partners, uh, talking to people in marketing, uh, talking to people in product marketing. And really try and you know really engaging um, as many of the folks in your stakeholder community as you can within as short a time as possible, and kind of asking them a uh, fairly similar set of questions, where the the intent is really to identify the gaps, you know the gaps of you know what what isn't working today, what should that kind of you know what are those obstacles if you will to sales productivity that I've talked about earlier. Um, what isn't working today, and what's standing in the way of getting to that kind of to be state that 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 you know that the organization wants to get to, and then you then kind of craft a vision and a strategy that uh, closes those gaps, and then you spend some time taking that back out to you know that same group or a subset of that group of stakeholders, and really validating that you've not only captured what the gaps were. In, a, in an effective and an accurate way, um, but you have been able to consolidate um, or boil down those key concerns into the fundamental root cause issues and crafted a vision and a strategy that addresses those issues and then you know, be able to put that together in a, in a kind of uh, inspiring way that allows you to get not only your stakeholders but also your team, you know, whether whether that means that you're recruiting people from the outside to come in and join you on this journey or you're taking people who are already in the organization and putting them into this, you know, into this function to, you know, to work with you towards those objectives, you need to get that that vision and strategy kind of nailed down and communicated in an effective way so that you can not only have all those gaps identified, but get the people on board who are going to help you actually, you know, move forward with that journey. And uh, and that that's always been kind of the the number one the number one thing is defining that vision, and out of that typically what happens is you'll identify what are the what's the low hanging fruit you know what are the what are the things that are uh, critical to fix that can also be addressed with in a relatively short period of time. Um, without you know without uh, unreasonable levels of you know investment yep. and uh, and you can kind of address those issues fairly quickly and then go back to that stakeholder group which is typically you know the executives of the various functions and uh, and demonstrate that you've made progress and once you've demonstrated that you've you've made progress and you've 
address some of the key issues and that they're now incorporated in that vision and strategy, that that's what helps you make that strategic impact and and become more elevated um, in the eyes of the you know the rest of the organization. That, that makes makes a ton of sense. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that gets done often enough, right? And because even in a lot of organizations that we work with, it sounds like what you're, what you're talking really about here is um, you know for the listeners is really enablement really driving a process within the organizations of, of getting alignment, getting consensus around the key obstacles, the key challenges that are preventing you know success or preventing productivity. Uh, and oftentimes what we see is uh, there is an alignment. You know, sales thinks one thing, marketing thinks something else, support thinks something else. That's a very, very important, um, very important dynamic. And I also really like the concept of, you know, these low-hanging fruit, or I've, I've heard them referred to as quick wins. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, not everything is, you know, needs to be a 12- or 18-month exercise. There can be some very quick wins that can deliver enormous, enormous impact. Maybe and, you and, if, and, yeah, if, and, and Alex, just if I can add something, too. Um, it's 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 incredibly important that you that that process that I just articulated it continues because especially today you know organizations and executives especially the ones that are funding you and giving you the budget and the headcount and so on that you need to to run the organization they don't have the patience for you know 12 to 18 month projects to complete before they get any benefit right so your 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 mindset has to be that you're constantly identifying the next set of quick wins. Now they they won't all be as quick necessarily, but they can't be. You know you don't want to be in a position where you're you know driving a very long drawn out 12 18 month process uh, before anyone in the organization is going to get any benefit because they they typically don't have the patience for that um, you know these days. And then the, then the other thing that I would say that I, you, you just kind of touched on as well is the whole question of, of alignment. You know, stakeholder alignment is, I think, one of the fundamental foundational principles of an effective enablement function uh, because, you know, a lot of, lot of folks think about sales as being the only stakeholder, and, they, and, they, and they're not. They're a very important stakeholder, and typically, that's the organization within which you work. Um, but marketing is a very important stakeholder because you are charged as the enablement function with enabling the mouthpiece through which their message gets to market. Uh, products is a very important stakeholder because you are uh, helping to drive the readiness of the distribution channel that takes the product that they've spent you know, months or years and millions of dollars developing, you know, taking that to market. Uh, and finance uh, is a very important function, uh, very important stakeholder rather, because you're the function that is helping to ensure that the money that gets spent on sales, which is typically fairly disproportionate um, in most organizations, is well spent. You know, that, that they are, that every dollar of additional sales capacity that gets put into the field is is having the the return maximized uh, because that sales capacity knows what to do and how to do it most effectively and efficiently. So the the stakeholder alignment uh, piece is 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 absolutely critical. You just touched on another really interesting topic, you know, which is you know return on investment for sales. What about return on investment for enablement? So you mentioned we you talked about these quick wins. 
do you typically do, um, you know, when you're engaging with other members of the C-suite, are you putting together formal ROI documents and, and sort of analyses for, um, you know, for some of these initiatives? Where do you see that? How do you see that playing out? It depends. Uh, so in, in some cases for certain projects, you know, yes, you'll, you'll put together, um, you know, a more formal business case. You know, in, in, in other situations, you know, if there is, uh, you know, something that, that the field has identified as a, as a critical obstacle to them being successful, you know, that doesn't require as much of a business case because it's, 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 it's a very high priority for the field to resolve, so it, it, I don't know. It really, it really depends. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's very hard to, uh, to, to put a, to perfectly correlate investment in an enablement initiative um, with a hard dollar value return, just because that there, there are so many other factors involved. But of course, you know, you you have to you have to to try and get that um, unless it's something like sales sales uh, you know ramp for example new hire onboarding. So it's it's fairly it's relatively easy when you you know before you start to uh, build out a, a a evolved new hire onboarding process, you can take it you can do a cohort analysis and look at all of the you know, all the reps that join the organization, you know, over various periods of time and see how they have tracked in terms of, you know, here's what they, here's what they delivered, you know, as a group, you know, and you can even, you know, segment that down to different geos or territories, but here's what they delivered as a group at the three-month mark, the six-month mark, the nine-month mark, 12 months, 18 months, et cetera. And then, as you're building, you know that new uh, new hire onboarding program, which which we have just done over the last 12 months, uh, you can basically put some um, put some metrics to that and say, okay, we are going to accelerate that by you know five percent, ten percent, you know whatever target you want to put on that. And then you have a very, if you baseline, you have a very good way of of measuring um, what it is. What the impact is that you're making in in certain areas? You've been you know in in this space for a long time, as we mentioned. Um, how do you see enablement evolving? You know, what do you think are going to be the next sort of big topics or themes that you know you're hearing from other enablement leaders? You're seeing in your own work. Uh, what should we expect uh, in the coming in the coming months and years? The buyer has changed, right? Buyers now have more access to information. Um, you know, the salesperson is no longer uh, the one delivering, you know, information on your products and services to the buyer, they can find that themselves. So you have a much more empowered buyer today. And what does that mean for the salesperson? You know, it means that they have to, they have to have more empathy with that buyer. They have to really understand that buyer. And in that first conversation with that buyer, particularly an executive buyer, they have to deliver value. You know, they have to, and uh, and the and the the value that they deliver has to be in the context of the buyer, not in the context of the company that that salesperson works for. So I think one of the one of the big areas where enablement is going to have to take a, a much more, um, you know, active role is helping companies make the transition from what I call inside out to outside in. Uh, if you look at, you know, if you look at most materials 
today that come out of you know any product marketing organization in I would wager the majority of technology companies they're all about the company and the products and somewhere towards the end you'll have some slides that talk about you know the benefits that certain other customers have derived from um, from those solutions and so on that that has to be flipped around it has to become um, outside in and you know the starting point is the buyer their concerns uh, their environment uh, and then you know ultimately talking about what is the value that you as an organization have delivered with your whatever it is um, to other similar buyers and then ultimately yeah we're a company that's stable and you can believe in and has good technology etc cetera, etc cetera. so I think driving that transition from inside out to outside in uh, is going to be very important task of enablement going forward. Um, I think also, you know, adapting to the kind of the new digital world is uh, is going to be something that enablement is going to have to take a, a leadership position on. You know, helping uh, you know helping sales organizations really adapt to social selling as an example, uh, and uh, and how that tool and how that how that um, you know digitization of, of networking effectively um, can be can be used as a way to again really understand your buyer um, be where you know be where they are on the social networks and see you know what sort of content they're looking at and what's important to them so you develop empathy but then be able to deliver you know useful information to them so that they develop trust with you as a salesperson and so on and you know and, and helping helping uh, sales organizations figure out how to best uh, leverage social selling as a tool i think is going to be an important role for enablement and then the the last the last one i think is is just in terms of the enablement function itself you know i see that like i see it likely that it will become more and more enablement will be part of um you know like like it is here for for, for me you know, it will be part of the you know a sales strategy and operations function, um, which really becomes a, a key partner to the head of sales or field operations, and uh, and is that you know trusted advisor that's helping to not only figure out you know where should the organization be heading in terms of what are the the targets and the opportunities in the marketplace, um, but how do you get there most effectively through effective enablement? And how do you be as efficient as possible because you have the right systems, tools, and processes in place uh, to go after that opportunity in a scalable and efficient way? Uh, I think you just said it. I mean, I think it's a great kind of summary. Is It really is about sort of being a partner, right, and being an advisor uh, to, these, uh, to these other functions. Because at the end of the day, sales can't be effective uh, without without a strong enablement function. It's just it's, it's proven to be uh, to be the case. So, uh, uh, Daniel, really appreciate your time today. This has been uh, incredibly uh, insightful, um, again, given your perspective. And uh, looking forward, uh, I think we've also touched on a number of other topics I'd love to pick up with you uh, in future conversations. So uh, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure our listeners uh, are going to really appreciate your, your insights from your years of experience. And uh, uh, thank you so much.